0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. The pain, the passion, the podcast. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. And on the other mic, we got Barry. Hello. There he is, the beautiful Barry, baby Barry. Baby Barry. Baby Barry. <laughs> Alright guys, this is a very exciting episode Basketball is fucking back This is season 3 Episode 10
1: This is Randy from West Bergen I'm Mark, I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years Hey Craig and Barry, this is
2: Russell. This is I'm from D.C. Hey guys, Steve this here is Manny from Stanford We're Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California It is a hard, it's a hard It is Knicks. a hard Knicks Knicks life Knicks life It's a hard Knicks life
0: What is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. The NBA is back tonight! Well, last night, but the Knicks are back tonight. That's all we care about here. That's right. NBA
2: regular season is officially upon us. Now let me ask you a question, Craig. What's that? The Knicks record is 500 will this be the only day the entire nba season that the knicks can say they have a 500 record what
0: are you talking about it's they not they don't have a
2: 500 record technically right, right? they do the nba look the way no, i'm looking they at it
0: they're zero and
2: zero that's a zero
0: winning percentage how could All right, you that's a fucking technicality no because if you're fi- if you're 500 barry you win half of the time that's they true. have no wins and no losses Oh that's why it's the a winning percentage. This is the dumbest beginning to our show we've ever had. You know Thank
2: what? You. It totally screwed up my question to you because you're right, it's a winning percentage and it is 0. Fuck. What was what was the question? The question was I I asked you the question, is it going to be the only day that the oh. Knicks are 500? Meaning are they going to lose against the Spurs or are they going to win against the Spurs? I think the best shot they got at not being below 500 this season is winning tonight because after this I
0: mean no, we're it, gonna we're gonna we're gonna lose against the Spurs, uh, and we're gonna beat the Nets. Really? Uh huh. You think?
2: And you think the Nets is gonna be an easier win than the Spurs? Oh yeah, we're gonna destroy them. Really? Oh yeah. I don't fucking Barry. What? Well, I, I don't know. I know you don't know, but you can feel it. You can predict it. You know enough about basketball and about the teams that you could, you know, you could pretty could give a pretty good educated guess about it.
0: That's why we do this. Is that it? Nets game is going to be close? I think, and it's going to be a, a coin toss. I believe. All right. Hey, if- Barry. Barry, you know what's yeah. exciting about this? That that the NBA is back. The Knicks are one season closer to turning the shit show around. Well, all right. We are one. We're a season closer than we were last year. Are we though? I mean, from last year, yes. I have to agree with you. We are. But I mean,
2: it's a, 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 a hey. I like your optimism, but I mean, it, it's a reach to say that we're we're getting closer. Yeah, yeah. We're time is moving, right? <laughs> Time's going forward. You know. Y- you hope one day there's going to be a uh, another another finals. In the Knicks future. So yeah, of course you could say we're
0: closer. Now how close we are, that's a whole nother story. All right, let's talk about a couple things here, Barry. Let's get into it. Let's let's get into it. First of all, there's a there's a couple things I want to talk about that are on my mind. All right. Okay. When did Knicks fans get so fucking soft? I think it's a generational thing, Craig. Are you a softy, Barry? No. No, I'm not a softy. Did you see that tweet I sent out with Zion Durant and Kyrie? Yes, it was one of those early Photoshop tweets with the three of them in Knicks jerseys. Right, and this was before they announced that Zion was going to be out for like two months. Right. 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 And I just stamped him as damaged, stamped Durant as damaged, and fucking stamped crazy Kyrie as crazy. And I got so much bad backlash for that on Twitter. Right, which is the place that you should be able to do that sort of thing. But that is the photo that everyone just keeps tweeting. Like, Knicks fans don't tweet that photo anymore, but everyone else gets to. Laughing at us that we didn't get any of those three. Right,
2: dangling those three in front of us. Meanwhile, you know, we never wanted Kyrie. The only reason we were accepting Kyrie was because we thought he was coming along with KD. And we didn't, I mean, 50% of the fan base didn't want a damaged KD because it wasn't that sure thing that he was before. And, I mean, Zion is Zion, sure. We all wanted Zion. But look what's happened. You know, this the
0: season didn't even start yet, and the guy's having surgery. Dude, first of all, the guy can't even play a, a few games in Summer League, uh, get passed through one game in Summer League. Nine minutes of Summer League, Craig. And then what he get through, a, a few games in, of
2: preseason? Yeah, now, I mean, he looked dominant in those games that he played. But yeah, he he missed the last preseason game, and I think it was his uh his yeah, a different knee than affected him
0: in summer league. Everyone was like, "You can't do Zion like that. He's a young kid. He's a good kid. He's a young hey, kid." He is a good kid. So Durant's a good look, person probably. I'm not, I'm not going to root against Zion because the Knicks didn't pick him. I mean, I see
2: I see that happening too and that I mean, that's that's a little crazy. All right. I'm not going to root against every single non-Knicks player. Against the teams, of course, but the players, know. I want to watch Zion. I'm a fan of basketball. I appreciate what that kid does on the court, and I hate for him to start his career like this. But, I mean, we're also allowed to have a little fun on Twitter throwing shit back in other people's faces that bullied us. Isn't that, like, the best part about, like, going back at bullies when you're getting bullied and people are making fun of you, the whole LOL Knicks narrative, but then you can spin it back at them? I mean, that, I mean I'm sorry to say, but that's what social media is. I mean, that's what Twitter is about. So for you to get fucking, you know, lamb, lamb, what, what, what's, what's the word I'm trying to say? Lambasted? Lambasted. Is that, the, is that it? Lambasted? I don't know. Maybe. Sounds like it. Close enough.
0: I mean, that, that's absurd. Well, And let's also, you know, Knicks fans don't get to celebrate that often. Let's fucking celebrate this. What do we have to cheer about? We have to cheer about that you legitimately have a
2: rookie of the year candidate on your team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but let's also
0: celebrate that some shit may have just worked out for us this year. Yeah. Maybe we, we aren't the team that got stuck with two injured, two guys with knee issues and a crazy fucking lunatic at point guard. Because we yeah. could have easily ended up that way and we would have been all excited. And then we'd be sitting here on the eve of the season, depressed and devastated. Right. With two of your future stars sidelined, unable to play. And the entire fucking league would be laughing at us, laughing. Yep. And they probably and that photo that I sent out, damaged, damaged, and crazy. They would have all been sending out. But oh no, God! For, even fucking Knicks fans. There are some Knicks fans on Twitter, you know, social influencer, content creator, Knicks fans who had a problem with that. Like, what kind of tweet is this? It's the fucking truth, a truth kind of tweet, Barry. Look, if you're if you're one of the
2: only ones that's willing to go in the depths of your soul, the evil parts that people don't want to bring up, that they're too soft to bring up, but you're going to bring it to the forefront,
0: I mean, fuck with them. The hell with them. You know what I think? I think everyone's afraid of, like, pissing off potential future Knicks. Is that possible? That everyone just wants to be on the good side of all these players? We can't just be honest about them. Because maybe one day they'll consider us and we God forbid they view our fan base as being difficult or we've insulted them at some point in their fucking career. But over this offseason and these past offseasons, I'm finally realizing, Barry, that we have to all just be honest, be who we are because no fucking free agents are coming here to save us. Ever. I really believe ever. So fuck it. We've got to just take ownership and roll with these young guys that we have on this team. Maybe we'll make some trades at some point for some stars. But if you're not on this fucking Knicks team, I don't give a fuck about insulting you. Because you'll probably never be on the Knicks. And And by the way, Barry, I'm also not going to apologize for eating crumb cakes for 10 minutes (laughs) on the last podcast. (laughs) Right. Because listen to this fucking voicemail we got.
3: Hey, what's up, Barry and Craig? This is uh, Jason from the East Northport. Um, So I called in a few weeks back when you guys uh played Mictionary and uh I had complained about that because obviously we couldn't see anything and now I, I tuned in to listen to you guys doing a crumb cake taste test. And and if that's not bad enough, I don't know which one of you it was, but one of you was chewing with your mouth open and so it was just it was clear for everyone to hear. Um so you know Maybe we can um, find something else to do rather than a food taste test next time. Uh, You know, just just throwing it out there. Take care, bye.
2: You
0: know what? Go on iTunes and leave a one-star
2: review, you prick.
0: You know, how about we can find something else to do other than calling us and spending a fucking minute talking about things that you don't like on the show. We were chewing with our mouths open you know, don't don't even don't even. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what to say there, right? That was probably you know what that was probably me chewing with my mouth open. I assume.
2: Would you rather have dead air, like dead air? Do you want to know that we're actually chewing
0: and that's the reason that we're not talking? I mean, it was a taste test bit. Yeah, we want us you. We want you to visualize the crumb cakes being chewed up in our mouths. But enough, look, look, Craig, right, I, don't enough wanna, about I don't wanna this. talk we about crumb no. cakes. We're done, you, uh, you know, enough we, got, time eating we them actually got a lot of very upset listeners about yeah. that shit, so. I, I get it, I get let's it. Move on. Let's move it on. It doesn't take away from how delicious those crumb cakes are, though. Right, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right, yeah. okay. Okay. And yeah, right now, now Barry, we are gonna yeah. eat the uh, blackout crumb cake. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no. Listen,
2: you were just talking a moment ago about free agents never coming to New York. They're not going to be our savior, right? And I think we've all realized and we've seen enough evidence of it that what brings free agents to your team are W's, are wins. You want to call it culture? You want to just call it simply winning? That's what's going to bring them here. So, look, I I don't think the Knicks are going to make the playoffs this year. I don't think they're going to come close to making the playoffs this year. I know some fans do. But... If I hear anybody talking about tanking, if it looks like, you know, we're kind of like in that 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 middle zone of where we're we're not like complete losers, we're not at the end, but we're not quite making that eighth seed. I don't want to hear you talking in in February about tanking to slightly improve your odds in the lottery. That's not gonna happen this year. This is a year that you're going to try to improve, you're gonna to try to get better. And don't tell me like, what's the point of making it as an eighth seed let's say you're close and you're you're chasing that and you're going to tell me what's the point of making the eighth seed if you're going to be out first round and out i don't want to be first round and out i'd rather be at the bottom well look at the nets okay i know you don't like doing it but look at them last year they were an eighth seed and they were out but you know what happened the free agents came look at the clippers they were an eighth seed and they were out but the free agents came you want to talk about culture and improving your culture, that means winning. That means making the playoffs. That's how you change your culture. So, I'll take 8th seed and out. If it puts me there instead of being a 17 and 65 team. Again, I mean that this season that's a reach, but I'll take that. I mean, look, the Pelicans, you know, they they lucked out this year or so we thought, but they they did you know, getting the first pick, so you're not going to tank for that. You got You got to start. You got to start winning. You got to well, start. Well, first of, like of all, winning. there's no
0: more tanking with the way the drafts go. Yeah, no. and we got to be looking ahead towards the season, and we're going to do that in a minute. But by the way, another reason we shouldn't be counting on free agents coming here is have you seen some of these free potential free agents that got taken off the board recently? Yeah. Yep. Buddy Hield, <laughs> extended Jalen Brown. Damontis Sabonis, Siakam, the uh, the fucking young point guard on the Spurs, right? Yep. How do you say his name? DeJounte? Yeah, DeJounte Murray. You have to do the J, right? DeJounte Murray. It's a soft J. Beyond Anthony Davis, and maybe uh, Anthony Davis, Brandon Ingram, and DeMar DeRozan, dude, there's really nothing next offseason. And those guys are all probably staying exactly where they are. Danilo Gallinari is the fifth best free agent coming out next summer, Barry. So get used to this team. Get used to the young guys. And and you want to talk about how sweet the draft picks look next year? That's fine. But we're not going to tank. There's no need to tank. So we're not tanking this season. The Knicks did pick up options on Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, and... Your boy. My boy. French Prince. (laughs) That's great news, right, Barry? Yes. For everybody. For everybody involved. It's great news. I mean, it's an easy decision. If the Knicks didn't pick up any of those, they'd be fucking morons. That's right. All right, so there's not much to talk about there. They did that. Barry, Mitchell Robinson looks like he's going to be out for tonight's game.
2: Most likely, yes. They They
0: list him as questionable. But, yeah, I mean, the guy sprained his ankle... On Monday in practice, which is awful news, Barry. I'm sure you remember last season, but he did have some ankle issues, and I remember him coming back from an ankle issue and reaggravating it right when he came back last year. I know it's just an ankle sprain, and he's questionable for the first game against the Spurs, dude. But I'm not happy. Well, if there's any any positive to take out of this, it's that
2: they're playing the Spurs. <laughs> You know, one thing about the Spurs last year, they were last in the league in frequency of shots at the rim, and that continued for them this preseason. So, at least, like, that's the one team if you had your pick uh, not to have your shot blocker on the court for would be against the Spurs. But yeah, we'll see how long it takes to heal. We'll see if it keeps them off the court
0: for a duration amount of time. But, you know, hey, it's game one. So that's good. Yeah, you're right. That's going to affect the starting lineup for the game, which is something that I know all Knicks fans want to hear what's going on. And we're not going to hear about that until at some point today from Fisdale, which unfortunately we won't have in this fucking podcast because Fisdale needs to wait until the last minute to decide what he's doing. But as far as Mitchell Robinson, Barry, that is some really crummy news. It is crummy news, Craig. Now, how are you feeling? I know you're a little um under the weather tonight. You know. <laughs> I'm under the weather, so just do <laughs> fucking read the crumb cake ad. All right. All right. Thank you. It's
2: a hard next life, guys, but for this ad, as Craig just said, we like to say it's a crummy next life. Using a family recipe born in nineteen fifties, Brooklyn, New York, and perfected on the east end of Long Island. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company promises to deliver you the finest, most delicious crumb cakes on the market with flavors like classic crumb blackout salted caramel and brooklyn joe your taste buds will thank you and they're available online (laughs) that's what it sounds like to eat a clarkson crumb thank you craig for the sound effects your taste buds will thank you they're available online in two sizes the classic eight by eight sized crumb cakes or their world famous crumpkins which are essentially crumb cakes in mini muffin form so Take a trip down Clarkson Avenue and crumb get some. Visit ClarksonAvenuecrum.com. That's Clarksonavcrum.com And use promo code
0: HardnicksLife for 23% off your order. All right, beautifully done, Barry. Rumors came out from uh, Stefan Bondi, Ian Begley, that it's looking like Trier is under consideration to be in the starting lineup. Well, you got to... It seemed like he was like the Knicks featured player that last game
2: against the Pelicans, no? Or is that just Zoe taking the ball matter into his own hands? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, he was he's definitely one of the guy one of the few guys on this Knicks team that is just truly offensively gifted. Right. I mean, and- even me though,
2: who like I I really like Trier, I think he's um, you know, really really gifted scorer. I think he's a real NBA player. Like, even for me, it was a little too much. I mean, I love the fact that he gets to the line. But, like, even for me, it was, like, a little forced. A little bit too much. Um, I was hoping to see a
0: little bit less of that. But, yeah, I mean, he should be considered for the starting role. Why not? I don't know, Barry. I mean, we still have to get into the point guard situation. But, dude, one of the things I hated most about Fizdale last season, as I think you know, is how players could go from not being good enough to even get in the game for him to all of a sudden they're starting multiple games in a row. I'm not saying... Trier doesn't deserve the chance to start or be in the rotation. But I just can't st- stand Fisdale's indecisiveness. It seemed like in the beginning of the preseason, Alonzo Trier was sort of out of the rotation. Right. Which I know you didn't, you didn't agree with, but that was what Fisdale was doing. And now all of a sudden he's being considered to start based off a couple very good quarters, basically.
2: Again, but a preseason isn't necessarily indicative of what you're going to see
0: in the regular season. No, of course not so should Fisdale be basing who he starts off of three or four preseason games
2: no but, but but who says he is he's he's with the team all the time it's not we, we get to see them in preseason Fisdale gets to see them all the time who says he's basing it off of that I know he said you know he, he's sitting this guy out tonight because he wants
0: to give a bulk of the minutes to these two guys and well Barry what did know. he base off, what how did he what did he go off of when he started the preseason and Alonzo couldn't even get in the game? He was looking at other guys. Look, there's a lot of new players under him. He saw Trier all last year. He knows
2: what Trier is giving him. So you think right? that,
0: that you think that was all that was?
2: I think that's a huge part of it, Craig. I think that's a huge part of it. I mean, you've got all new guys on this team that he didn't coach before. He didn't see them in games game to game situations. I think that's a huge part. But as you get closer and you're entering your last preseason game and you say, Okay, look, we gotta, you know, we're getting closer. I wanna I'm gonna make this more realistic. I'm going to make this more like a real
0: regular season game situation. So now I'm going to put Trier out there because I know what he gives me. That's viable. Did you hear this shit that Alonzo, you know you know how he's known as Isozo? Yeah. And that's pretty much because that's his fucking social media name. Sure. Self-proclaimed Isozo. Okay. That he now, he doesn't want to be referred to Isozo anymore. He'd like a new nickname or maybe just Zo. Right. (laughs) We got some nicknames, uh, some nickname ideas from some of the listeners on Twitter. Want to hear some of these? Yeah, hit me up with them because see what you think. Here, go ahead. I'm going to give you my honest opinion because from the few
2: that I read, I
0: was not too impressed. You weren't impressed. All right, we have South Side's finest. You know him, yeah. Trade deadline, zo, which is not nice. (laughs) Brutus, Ice, Zo, Gozo, and Lozo. These I don't understand. Whatsoever. Do you? Uh maybe what was the first the first one? Iso. Izo, is ice because it veins? sounds like
2: Iso but Ice he's like as cool as ice. Even in the uh tough situations he's gonna he's gonna come through for you. Lozo <laughs> Hmm
0: Lozo, that makes what what the fuck is that? Oh, Lozo. Alonzo, Lozo, I don't know. Okay, he's also got Trizo. Up Zoe and Zozo. I mean, he's just... Wow. Notice, you're just coming up with anything to go with Zoe? It's weak, man. All right. And then we have someone has said, No Fear Trier, which isn't bad, I guess.
2: Fear but the Trier. How about Fear the Trier?
0: Fear I like that. Like, Fear the Deer. Yep. Someone else said, Spot Up Zoe. Hmm. It just doesn't really roll it's off the It's not a tongue. nickname, yeah. Drip Bayless said, Trig a Trier. <laughs> Sean, this this dude, Sean Lemery said... The nickname should be Try Passing. <laughs> Try Passing. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that might be my favorite one I've seen here. You know what I like? What, what's that?
2: How about Kramer? Because of the hair. Kramer. Yeah, because of the hair. He looks like fucking Kramer.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's going to fly. Alonzo. Dunzo. Trier Drop. Trier Drop? That's interesting. It's okay. You know, It's It's just funny that uh, the dude wants to change his nickname, and that's, uh,
2: dude, you're ISO Zoe. Well, you know what it is that's good when you're up and coming and you want to be noticed and, you know, you're trying to get into a D1 school and you're trying to get drafted and, you know, it's all good stuff. It highlights you. But, you know, when you're trying to contribute to a winning team and then maybe the fan base doesn't like it so much, you know, or you're getting pressure from the other guys that you're a ball hog, which we you right. know, we heard from, you know, there were hints of that.
0: In yeah, some last, that last, came out season, last season, yeah, sure. supposedly when they were picking teams. He would always be picked last because no one wanted to. No one wanted him on their team. Right, right. So it's not a great reputation. Yeah, I mean, unless your name's
2: James Harden, you're really not
0: getting away with that. Barry, is it concerning? Let me. Is it concerning to you? So this is Stefan Bondy's uh, rumored potential starting lineup that the Knicks are considering. Go ahead. Did you hear this: R.J. Barrett, Trier, Morris, Randall, and Portis. If Mitchell's out. Right. That's is it. Con- it Concern. Hold on. Is it concerning <laughs> that <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> that potentially not one of our three point guards we feel are good enough to start for this team. How fucking ironic would that be? That
2: all anybody has really been talking about. The only question mark that has been up in the air. And the only thing that Fizdale kept being questioned about, questioned about, and he kept dodging and dodging and putting off answering, was which of the three-point guards are going to start, and then the first game of the regular season, not one of them starts
0: on the floor? Uh, If if that happens, I'm going to be shocked if it goes down that way because you're basically saying, Oh, man. You guys all just fucking suck. I mean, we're going to... We're going to start gonna... guys who aren't even fucking point guards who we never even <laughs> considered point guards right. before we fucking put you out there. Right. How concerning is... I I am so concerned that not one of them, not one, a. could be good enough to start for one of the worst teams in the league <laughs> on the first, first day of the season. Like, just... Even if you don't think even if you in your heart you know they're not great, like just fucking pick one. Uh, it's uh, embarrassing. Right. All right. Give me give me your lineup. Give me your
2: starting lineup that that you think should be thrown out there or that you would throw out there if you were
0: head coach. Well listen, I don't know if I want to do that just yet because Come on, you know Mitchell Robinson well, because let's assume for all Mitchell all we know Robinson's not gonna, playing. He's gonna pick his lineup when we wake up in the morning and it's gonna be all the old news.
2: It doesn't matter. People still want to know. Well, what people are still going to, going to complain about it one way or the other, and they're going to say, "No, it should have been this." So why can't you tell me what yours is? And 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 they're not going to pick the starting lineup overnight. And most people are going to listen to this
0: on Wednesday morning. And so if let they don't, me be, so let what? me be honest here, I, I you know I don't between I, like I want either Frank or De- Dennis Smith Junior to start. Okay. I don't even know that I have a strong preference because I don't think either of them is won the job I don't think either of them has proven they're great yet I obviously love Frank for his defense and I do just want him to get the opportunity but in a way I also want Dennis Smith Jr. to get an opportunity because either one either one needs that job to benefit from long term Like I, I really think that Both of them can succeed in that position. It's just that one has to be given the chance. And I don't really have a preference who should get the chance. Obviously, Dennis Smith Jr. is worlds better than Frank offensively, and Frank is worlds better than Dennis Smith Jr. defensively. Right. If I had to pick right now, I think just like deep in my heart, I've always wanted Frank to get the chance. So I might go with him, but I'm not really rooting for him. Over DSJ. I'm just rooting for one of those two. Well, I mean, I remember even just like,
2: I guess maybe it was two years. Yeah, Frank's rookie season with Hornacek in the driver's seat, throwing out these lineups. I remember every game turning it on and being pissed off or being upset at the starting lineup that I would see out there. I really can't envision a starting lineup that would upset me or that I'd be bothered by because you can make an argument for just about any any starting lineup that he's going to throw out there, especially going into the season where, you know, we really haven't seen anything. Nothing's developed yet. There's really no
0: team chemistry yet. I mean, all these guys are new playing together. I mean, you wouldn't be upset if it was Portis, Randall, Morris, Ellington, and Peyton? Uh, no,
2: I wouldn't be that upset. That's actually, that's four out of five guys that you just mentioned are like one of two starting lineups that I would choose. I One of my two starting lineups that I would throw out there is actually Peyton starting. And then RJ with him in the backcourt, Morris, Julius, and Bobby Portis.
0: And that's assuming Frank is hurt? I mean, uh, Mitchell's hurt? That's assuming
2: Mitchell's hurt, yeah. Okay. So that's one for me. The other one that that I would love to see is Frank, Zoe, RJ, Morris, and then Randall at the five. Those are my two. That's a small lineup. It's a small lineup. It is. But... You know, with Frank at the point, you've got RJ, you got Zoe, you got Morris, you got Randall, you got four other guys that are gonna pick up the slack. We know the Spurs don't go inside, so Randall's not gonna be that much of a weakness for you on defense. But, you know, we'll see what they choose to do. You know, as far as Peyton, I I, I know you were saying like Dennis Smith is way above Frank. Offensively, Frank is way above Dennis Smith Jr. defensively. Peyton somewhere in the middle, I guess. I mean, you got to remember, the Knicks finished dead last in assists last year. And we know that they don't move the ball. We've already seen it in preseason that they're not moving the ball. Meanwhile, Peyton was in the top 10 in assist leaders last year, you know, at least starting 40 games or more. 7.6 assists he averaged last year. So I wouldn't be mad if he started either. He's giving you something. You know, it may not be the scoring that you think you're gonna get, it may not be the elite defense that you're gonna get, but it's something on offense that he's gonna get the
0: ball into the hands of somebody who can score. Right. Well that's what that's what Peyton gives you. And yeah. supposedly the Knicks promised Peyton the starting job when they were luring him as a free agent. I read that, that there was a source that said
2: that. That there there was almost like a um like a like a
0: unsaid thing or or hinted at. Right, that that was right. going to happen. Like Honestly, I really believe it. I th- I've been saying this for like a week or so that Fizz is probably going to pick Peyton. Because you can look at Dennis Smith Jr. He just came back from a little injury, right? He hasn't really looked like himself yet. All right, he's also still just young and new in the league and figuring his, figuring out his way. Frank is, what, 21 now? Still figuring out his way, still learning the game. Alright, so those guys, yeah, if they haven't proven themselves through through training camp and now through the preseason, if they if those two haven't proven themselves yet, you probably just go with Peyton. Because Peyton doesn't really need to prove himself in preseason. His numbers over his he's been in the league for like what four four years, four or five years. They're consistent. And you know what he is. It doesn't really matter what he did in the preseason. Every year, he scores 11 to 13 points a game and is somewhere around seven assists a game. So you know you're getting that. You know he can run a team. So he's easily the safe way to go between those three guys. Right. But he's obviously the least exciting way to go.
2: Right, right. Because you you figure, you know, at this point, you've seen what he's going to give you. How much more can he really excel? And, you know... Hey, you probably want more out of your point guard than that. So you don't want to. I understand that you don't want to settle as him as your point guard when you know that Frank and DSJ are still growing. I get that, but again, yeah, those, he, he those may guys be your have all option. the
0: potential. But those guys have all the potential in the world. Right, right, right. Like that's exciting, especially for a young team that isn't expected to do much. I'd rather invest my time into either one. Just pick one. Dennis Smith Jr. or Frank, <laughs> right. and yeah, let Peyton share the you know split time with whoever, which whichever one of those guys, right? But just pick one. I mean, at this point, can we just pick one? Right. Do but whatever don't... you need to do with the other one. Commit to fucking one of them, Fizdale. Fucking commit to one. Right. And don't get wrapped up, Knicks fans, about
2: who's in the starting position. All right. If the minutes end up being close enough at the end. And maybe that just happens to be a better fit with that lineup, the rest of the starters that you're throwing out there,
0: just let it be. And let the guy you know, minutes are minutes at the end of the day. You know, what I really want from Fizdale is some consistency this year in these lineups and rotations. You can't you can't have it like last season, where guys are going from playing twenty to thirty minutes a game, like I said earlier, to and starting to to being at the end of the bench. Absolutely not. Because some of these young guys they need to be. You need to instill confidence in them, and you can't have them constantly worried about making mistakes on the court, thinking, oh, if I have another bad game, I'm going to end up on the end of the bench for the next two weeks with Fisdale. You want them to play loose. You want them to have fun and not worry. These guys are so young that you cannot do that to them. Right.
2: So that's half of it. Half of it is having that short leash. The other half of it is getting used to playing with the guy next to you. I mean, we we mentioned it. All these guys are new. They're not used to playing with each other. So you want to build some consistency with the lineups that you have on the floor. And I I have my gut feeling is that's going to happen. I mean, we didn't see him go super deep into the bench for each game. So I hope that's a sign to come where he may go between 10 and 12 guys deep and that's it. And these guys can hopefully start to build some chemistry together. I mean, no matter what starting five-year-olds out there, chances are none of these guys have played with each other except for maybe two of them. You know, now Why is no your matter- gut feeling telling you that? Because I feel like we saw a lot in preseason that he'd have five guys on the floor and then pretty quickly after that first sub-in, He'd get the other four guys off the floor as well and keep that second unit on. And then he would do the same thing in the second half. So we kept being used to seeing like the same five guys together. You know, obviously there was a couple of games where Mitchell got in foul trouble early and he had to kind of deviate from that. Um but aside from foul trouble, I, I saw him kind of sticking to that plan. You know, Iggy didn't get much time at all. So I mean that leads me to believe that he's kind of the one of the odd men out. Dotson, although Iggy's the first couple the, of games.
0: Iggy's heading to the G League. Most likely. For
2: sure. Uh most likely. Or he's gonna be tw- yeah, I mean they're no, probably not gonna want to waste will. his talent. Um Dotson, we know you know the first game or two he's still recovering from that soldier surgery, but um but him too. He didn't see a lot of minutes, so he's probably not gonna be, you know, in that rotation. Kadeem Allen, he's not gonna be in that rotation. Um I think he's gonna, you know, have like a twelve man max. Um, Pff,
0: 12 man max max but yeah but 10 well, guys getting a bulk 12. of the minutes alright he better not be playing 12 Barry you cannot do that well, 10 guys 10
2: guys a bulk of the minutes then the extra 2 guys I'm just saying fill in minutes here and there alright Barry let's make some
0: predictions for the season are you ready I'm totally ready who's gonna be the Knicks who's, your, who's gonna be your Knicks MVP this year hmm. Knicks my Knicks MVP well my my next MVP
2: is going to be RJ Barrett. Okay. It's not going to be Julius Randle, it's going to be RJ Barrett. Not to say Julius Randle's numbers won't be better, but RJ is going to be my MVP because he's going to exceed my expectations. He's going to have high digits in multiple stat columns. He's my MVP.
0: I like I mean I love that. He's definitely a possibility. I'm going to go with Randle just I think he's going to lead some of these young, lead these other young guys all year. He's going to be very important to them. I think you've seen a lot of that already in preseason. So I'm going with Randall. Okay, Barry. Knicks sixth man of the year. My Knicks sixth man.
2: (sighs) Um, let's go. Let's go, Trier. And we've said it from the beginning. He reminds everybody like a Lou Williams, somebody that could come off the bench, get a lot of buckets. Um, He's a weird fit, although he may – who knows if he's going to start game one, but it's a a weird fit to fit in the starting line. I'm going to say he's going to be the sixth man of the year for the
0: Knicks. All right, I like that. I'll go with him too. Most improved player.
2: Most improved. As much – as I wanted to be Mitchell Robinson because, I mean, it was great we saw from last year. Um, I just don't have a – I don't have a great feeling about it um, being most improved. I'm going to go – see, that's tough because there's not that many guys on, that were on the team last year.
0: All right, let me go with mine team. before you just say the same thing I'm about to say like you did with Trier. Sure. I'm going to go Kevin Knox. Oh, that's an easy one. Go ahead. He, all right, he got he, – Everyone rips on him for how bad his year, let, what, how he was one of the least efficient players in the league last year. One of the worst. I mean, he can only get better. He's bigger. He's stronger. His shooting percentages still don't look great through the preseason. <laughs> but you're seeing him, I think you're seeing him finish better. He'll have a lot of pressure off of him this year with all these all these guys that have been brought in. I think he's going to be most improved. I 100 percent agree with you, and actually he may be your sixth man of the year. dude i'm I'm really hoping that by the end of the season for for one reason or another he's he's starting right whether like they whether, whether they're able to trade Morris for something of value or where Knox just works his way into the lineup in some way right I could see that happening. To me for for some reason I don't like I don't just don't see his game as as coming off the bench. I mean, I could see it for a little bit for, you know since he's young, but he just I, looks like he should be starting. I think yeah, I think you're going to see a a real
2: complete game from him this year.
0: You're absolutely right. You know, when he comes into these when he's come into these preseason games, he's driving to the basket you know, it, 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 he just looks like he's under so much more control this year.
2: His eyes are open more, you know, looking for other players. You know, it's not just when he gets the ball. Okay, I'm laser focused on the rim. you saying he was he, squinting last season? I'm saying last season he saw the basket and that was it. He didn't see his players beside him, right. <laughs> even if they were wide open.
0: What, what What's your record for the season?
2: 27 and 55. That's <sighs> not good. It's better than last year. But no, it's not good. But look. Craig, yeah, did the Knicks get better from last year? Absolutely, 100%. They're better than last year. But a lot of other teams around the league got better also. I mean, there's only a couple of teams that have gotten worse, and maybe there's three teams in the league that will finish worse than the Knicks. But I, I don't think it's going to be more than that. I see
0: him at 27 wins. What was our record last season? 17 and 65. All right, Barry, I, I have to be honest. I went to Vegas like a month ago. I put money on them to win the Atlantic. Obviously, I don't believe that's happening. Yeah, they got the
2: Sixers, the Celtics, the Raptors, the part Nets. Of, right, obviously.
0: Part of you, you know, when after we signed some of these guys and you you saw some of these, you, you get excited about R.J. Barrett, part of you was like, you know, may, I think maybe we could sneak in, at least be in the running for the playoffs, maybe like a couple seeds out somewhere in there for at least part of the season. I have to be honest. After seeing the watching these preseason games, I'm fucking nervous. I am extremely nervous that we are no better. No better? I'm so worried about it. I am really worried that it's going to be the same exact fucking year. Ooh. Craig, it can't be. I'm getting a bad feeling with Fizdale, dude. About the Craig. in and outs of the lineup, the way preseason has gone, the fucking lack of any kind of offense. Craig. Craig, do you know how team.
2: Craig? Do you know how bad you have to be to be seventeen and sixty-five? Do you yeah, realize do. We, how we bad you have to fucking be? Year. Yeah, yeah. You know how old the Knicks franchise is, and that tied the record for the worst. Okay, that they ever. So were? I'm gonna, There's I'm no gonna way say, they're going to be. I'm going to say we
0: win twenty-two games. All right. Okay. Twenty-two wow. and sixty.
2: And you're basing that on preseason. And I'm I guess basing,
0: I'm basing that on all the signs that bugged me last year seem to still be there. Look, I mean, you look at the other teams, in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I look at this
2: schedule and I, I try to be like realistic about what's going to happen. Oof, it does not look pretty. And I mean, are there still Knicks fans that thinks this team has
0: a chance to make the playoffs? Are there? Are they out there? I don't know. I, I think they might be. Yeah. Do they? Ha- I mean, I know it's the East, but do they have to Listen, be reminded of
2: the teams?
0: Everyone's the East, optimistic I mean, it's not before as the bad. seasons. Everyone's optimistic before the season starts, dude. Give it, give it five games, and we'll see how everyone's but, uh, feeling. On what basis? No matter how long you've been a Knicks fan, how can you
2: be optimistic about the Knicks unless you're you're mentally ill?
0: Well, come on, Barry. I That's mean, not, look, I, I love mean, the on, Knicks, That's but not... I'm
2: not going to be C- Craig. Look, I love the Knicks, but
0: I mean, what kind of goggles do I have to be wearing to see a playoff team here? Now, come on. If somebody really thinks that we might make the playoffs, I'm not going to shoot that down yet. You can't predict how this is going to go. I. You uh, you tell me, uh, Craig, Craig.
2: What? What? The the, the other, look, the the other teams are so much better than the Knicks. You're telling me that there are not eight teams that you can name me that the Knicks are going to be better than. Or seven teams, whatever the math is, to make them into the play. It's not going to happen.
0: So you're saying I'm not going to win any of this money? I put $25 down on the Atlantic. your, Your division alone.
2: You, you think they're going to finish better than the Sixers? The
0: Celtics?
3: I
2: mean, Even the Raptors think... losing Kawhi. The Knicks are not
0: going to have a better season than the Raptors. They they still have Lowry and they still have Siakam. Are those they teams still... going to win more than like 30 games, you think? or Yes! Well, then no. I mean... The Nets are not going to win <laughs> more than 30 games? I'm fucking That's just joking, your... Barry. I know that. Right.
2: But there's some people that are delusional. That's just your division. You still got the Pacers, the Bucks the heat the Hawks even are on the upswing Detroit's on the fence there the magic are on the defense all the right fence there. we the get Bulls it Barry. Are coming up. you want to hear sorry. one
0: last voicemail before we go yes all right I don't know if we're gonna get through this Jared from Westchester why is it a long one let me just tell you Jared left me five minutes and 47 get seconds the fuck out of here <laughs> He first <laughs> He first called and left a three minute voicemail and now the max for the mailbox is three minutes. Oh my god. So he started it off saying like I know you guys don't like long voicemails <laughs> but I've got some things to say. I think you want to hear me out, whatever. And he started going and then he hit the limit. So then he had to call again and leave another one which he started over because he realized that he reached the limit. So are we
2: going to skip the first one or we need that first one? We're going to kinda... skip
0: the first one because okay. that might be more painful than the crumb cakes for everybody. <laughs> or maybe not. But here, I'll play the second one. Let's see if we can get through it. He, he swears he has points that need to be heard. Okay. Well, can, can we talk over it if we feel like talking over it? Yeah, we'll stop it if we need to talk. Right. Okay. So here we go. All right. Hey, what's up, Craig and Barry? Uh, this is Jared from Westchester again. I just called before.
1: Um, I was cut off because I was talking a little too long. But I shortened this one up a bit. Um,
0: so I'm a big fan. I've been listening for about two years. and I well, By the way, Barry, when people say they've been listening for two years, they're a big fan. Like, I feel a lot of guilt like we have to let them talk. Right?
2: Right. <laughs> that was the best part of the voicemail so far. But go ahead.
1: I just, you know, was thinking the day after preseason, and here's some points that I thought um, – I, I mean, uh a lot of your listeners and me would, would like to hear you talk about. So uh after seeing the preseason, um, I do love how Fizdale is preaching to the guys to get the ball up the court quicker. And in this regard, I guess it's a step in the right direction on the fact that we need to have some uh set plays. But and when it comes to this, you know, push the ball to the court, there needs to be some rules. And at the end of the day, um we cannot freelance and we cannot have guys like Julius Randle and Marcus Morris calling I an ISO. We need to have these said plays. I'm not even talking about that last shot on Friday because I was at the game and even though my eyes aren't as big as Bobby Portis's, I know that uh Fizz drew drew up a play. I saw him draw it up. And um, in 2016, the reason the Cavs were so successful was because of their system with LeBron and the shooter surrounded by him. The Bucks with Giannis and the shooter surrounded by him. The Warriors had a playbook and enhanced ball movement and screens. Uh, the Spurs back in the day with Popovich, the same thing. Um, so basically, we just, you know, we don't have to copy their molds. We're, we can create our own legacy. We're the Knicks. Um, But what we need to do is, you know, develop this culture that Fisdale has been talking about for the last year, Uh, develop our core of RJ, Kevin Knox, Mitch, and Julius, who we all know at their full potential, we can have a great, scary team. And especially with some role players that we have, like uh, Taj Gibson, uh, Zoe, Frank, who I'm very impressed with. His defense is outstanding in close games. And we've got some shooters like Dotson and Iggy. And, Uh, Here's one thing I'd like to say that if we don't have about 18 wins by the deadline, we need to trade Bobby Portis. He's on a two-year deal. We don't need him clogging up some cash space for us to sign some young guys next year. Maybe trade a guy like Marcus Morris to get value from him because he's only on a one-year deal to, like, the Kings to get a Bojan, Bojonevich who I believe his name is who can shoot the lights out and trade Alfred because I don't think we need him clogging up our guards minutes. So uh, that was a little shorter.
0: Um, I'm out of here. Peace. Holy shit, Jared! Um, there was a lot there. Is there? Barrett, what? It was there a lot there? There was. I, I, I was I taking notes. Like, I felt like there wasn't anything there. No, I was taking notes, dude. You were okay. So I mean, at
2: the end, I felt like you. I was mean, a I know rambling, Jared basically
0: thoughts, but... went through everyone on the in the on the team. Right. He spoke about the okay. offensive systems. Of LeBron with shooters around him, Giannis with shooters around him. All right, great. You know what th- was great about those offensive systems? They had a fucking, or they had or have one of the best players in the world on the team. Right, right, exactly. Where you can kind of hand it to to
2: finish, or they're so good they're going to draw other people, and then, like, such at least LeBron, an elite passer that's going to find the open man. That so makes the a game more, a lot
0: easier. Yeah, and honestly. Offensive, I offensive I think, schemes are not. That's, I think that's going to be Fizdale's biggest struggle this season, is that last year, his first year with us, you were like, all right, well, he's the kind of coach that any coach needs a star on the team. You know, that's what the offensive system's supposed to run around. It's going to happen next year for Fisdale offensively because he'll get a couple stars. We didn't fucking get any stars, obviously. That's right Now, now coach's got a coach. Now it can't be we're relying on a star coming here and building the offensive system around them. We need a fucking system without a star. Can right. he do that? I don't know. You gotta, you gotta show you're worth it, Fizz. Uh, first thing
2: that that Jared mentioned was, which I think is awesome, and I agree with, is, is how this team has been running up the court. And you've got guys that can, if they get the rebound, they can just bring it up the court, like Julius, like RJ. You know, all these guys. That that's great, and that's what you want to see. You wanna,
0: you want to see them because those transition points are gonna add up. Um, and you know what, Barry? It's especially great for a team without an offense. Totally, because at you, least not, the other team is back on their heels. Absolutely. Once we set up in a, in a half court set, we're fucked. Right now, <laughs> that's right. You're automatically at a disadvantage. Our so, best chance to score is
2: by running. You've got, we got a should bunch be of, running
0: all the time.
2: All the time. You got a bunch of athletes on this team. Nobody's disputing that. And you got a bunch of guys that would be willing to run, that can handle the ball. Do it. Um, something Jared didn't mention, but it has to do with, you know, running the length of the floor. I love, I love how Fisdale has all these guys picking up their men early. You know, we see him playing full court, putting pressure on the ball, and it's already led to a couple of stops. So, I mean, that, that, that's awesome to see. Um, yes. They got to keep that intensity up and it, it keeps them laser focused. You know, it doesn't let them get lazy, get lax. It keeps them focused, you know, from start to finish. All right, and what else did you take notes from on that call? Uh, he said he doesn't want to see a lot of this iso ball. You know, just right. giving it to Morris and him doing his thing, giving it to Julius, him doing his thing. You got to move the ball, which obviously, of course, obviously. But we have
0: seen a lot of that this preseason. So yep. hopefully, I know Fizdale has been saying he does not want it to be that way. Yeah, but I, I don't understand why he's saying he doesn't want it to be that way, but it is that way. Do you understand that, Barry? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Anything else from that phone call from Jared? Jared, I want to say thank you for calling. Are you you gave up six minutes of your time to, to h- hang out with us, and it means a lot. Yep. All right, Barry, that's the fucking show. The season starts tonight, finally. By the way, your fantasy basketball team is better than mine. Mine is? Yeah. Right? Thank you. Yours isn't that bad. It's got not it as to bad a slow as I start. thought it was going to be, but It's not. It's a well-rounded team, dude. You'll be all right. Uh you I mean I got I got fucked. By anyone who's listening that doesn't know what we're talking about, we we did the first ever Hardneck's Life Fantasy Basketball League. And this what this four, listeners
2: 14 teams, right? 14 fucking
0: teams. Of course I end up with the 13th fucking pick. I got so, the 4th pick. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you picked Anthony round. Davis, dude. Dude, but I would have
2: picked him if I had the first pick. That's I know. the type of year well, I think he's going to have.
0: Yeah, well, that's well, you had a great fucking pick. Of course your team's good.
2: Yeah, it, w- it went what? Our order went like Giannis, then Harden, then Steph Curry, and I got my Anthony Davis.
0: I was so happy. I had to fucking pick Luka Doncic. <laughs> 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 Which, I mean, was a little bit of a reach at that point, but I was looking at who else was there, and I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. with. Maybe he's fucking basically averaging a triple-double this year. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But I had to just go for it with the thirteenth fucking pick. It
2: was awful. Hey, based on his year last year, and the team, the way it's set up this year,
0: maybe a very good pick. He's gonna fill up that statue. The only sure. thing that made me happy in that draft was my 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 last pick, which was the second and last. Pick oh my God! Draft.
2: What a waste of a fucking
0: pick, It was dude. a waste, dude. I was looking at all these. Who did you do guys. that for? Who'd you do it for, Craig? That was for me. That was for me. Frankie, Frank, you Nilekina. are on the team.
2: In a fantasy league, Frank Nilakina. I don't care if it was the last pick, Craig. That he is was a sitting there. Empty. I felt
0: so bad for him. I had to take him. Oh, my gosh.
2: God All bless you. All right,
0: guys. You. If, you could, if you want to reach out to us, it's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can call us. 516-33-MESH-1. Follow me on Twitter at HardnicksLife. Follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. If you like the show, share it with your fucking Knicks fan friends. Subscribe. Leave us some reviews. That's right. We haven't gotten big enough. Where we're going to pay for advertising,
2: you know, for people to find the podcast. So if you could leave us a review, that helps. That's our advertising.
0: All right, guys. The season, it's here. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm going to be. I'm. For, first of all, what is it?
2: It's uh, I'm DVRing the, the L.A. L.A. <laughs> game. Right now I'm going to watch that tonight And then tomorrow night I'm going to watch the Knicks of course I'm going to be in bad shape um, You know heading into the weekend I'm going to be exhausted Because I usually go to bed at like
0: 10 o'clock And I got to watch these late games I'm, You know what am I going to do Listen dude I'm actually nervous I'm not going to be able to stay awake for the fucking opening night It starts at 8.30 and I'm nervous about staying awake Until what 11 for that (laughs) I'm like every night I'm falling asleep on the fucking train yeah. Almost missing my transfer at Jamaica, dude. I the train. I'm sleeping on the train, and the trip to Jamaica is like 15 minutes, and I can't even stay awake for that. I fall asleep. Probably the I hardest the, 15 minutes of your week. I, I yeah. I hear the beeping for Jamaica, and the announcer comes out. I like wake up. I get all startled because no, you're I don't probably know where so I am. scared.
2: You're probably so scared you're gonna miss the stop.
0: Oh, dude. He, on some trains, they they announce that that like a certain certain cars aren't going to open at Jamaica which oh, I get nervous shit. about. And then you got to figure out where you got on. Right? So he was like the 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 last two cars will not open at Jamaica. And I was like <laughs> I had just woken up and I was so disoriented. Right. I went running to to <laughs> to the to what I thought was the n- end of the train, the 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 end of the train. Right. But instead I ran all the way to the front of the train. Oh, you're kidding. But for no reason. I was perfectly good where I was at. <laughs> where you were, right. And because I just woke up, I got to the front. I had never been to the front. You know you can go you can go through the doors between cars. Yeah, yeah. Like, i never the gotten first train. all the way to the front. And then I'm like trying to open this door. That is like I think it's the door to the outside. It was Or there's a conductor in there, I guess. Right, yeah, I don't know if the conductor's in the back or in the front. Finally I fucking woke up there and I was like, Oh you fucking idiot, you're in the front of the train, you're good. <laughs> but yeah i'm nervous about staying awake anyway all right barry that's it you know we're uh, the season is upon us it's here we're pumped congratulations uh, we're gonna spend the whole season with you guys we made it all right another year of disappointment on the way it is a hard nick's life